Hello there. I'm I'm back. This is Dan. I'll be sure. Woo. Um episode three of Save It for the Show show starring D- me, Dan Fields. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Dan the Beast, which is kind of foolish since you know I in episode three and there's ten listeners to this, but you know what? Bless you and bless your heart. And you're awesome for doing that. And you know who you are. And look, maybe one day these will be read back. You know, maybe I'm the Susan Boyle of podcasting. And my early work will be looked at as juvenile and sophomoric, but with a lot of heart. And people will enjoy them. So if you're listening to this in the future, welcome. And if you're listening to this... In, in the future still <laughs> there, there's nothing but the future I guess thank you I appreciate it and I'll keep toiling away on these I was talking to a buddy of mine on the internet because that's what I do I talk to people on the internet all fucking day and his name's Lyle and I'm dying to get him on the show he, he will become your favorite guest I'm telling you in fact he'll probably take over the show and we'll end up kicking me out he'll, he will be the John Lennon of this, and I'm certainly, I think I'm probably fucking George Harrison or something. I haven't found the, 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 the Paul McCartney, but we were talking about the internet, and, um, fuck. What was I gonna say? Damn it. My mind went crazy. But, anyways, we were talking about stuff to talk about on the podcast and oh and I remember I was saying how I'm just going to keep doing these once a week until I have a hundred of them and they're just like sitting like in my attic like I'm some weird carpenter who is making beautiful Fabergé eggs and they're just sitting away now (laughs) this this podcast is not a Fabergé egg that's ridiculous but Maybe you get my bizarre point I'm trying to make. So I was talking to Lyle about things to talk about on the podcast with him. And his mic's broke. He's got all this Michigas while he can't be on, which is fine. Same with George. And I, 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 will, I will find somebody who's got the cajones to let me call them on Skype and talk to them for five minutes. So you don't always just have to listen to my droney drone. And I need to turn off Albisher. He's wailing away in my ear like a badass. All right. So, anyways, I was talking to Lyle about things to discuss, and it kind of made me realize we're talking about the internet, and he works in the internet, I work in the internet, and I feel like it sort of ruined me on things that I should be enjoying, like normal people. I mean my wife or my sister-in-law they'll share with me a funny video and I've seen it fucking weeks ago because of guys like George or Lyle or Joe Leone who they're just on the, the, the cusp of this shit and it's kind of fun to see that before them but by the time they see it and the rest of the world's enjoying it I'm already kind of over it and I don't get to enjoy I mean there is a bit of joy that comes from first, fuck it first, uh, typing a verbal comment first, 
by seeing a YouTube video before. Like I remember when the that homeless guy who the radio guy who blah 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 that, that homeless uh, guy Ted Williams, uh, Matt Carney, another internet like goof who finds this shit. He showed me that video and I think it had like a thousand views. And then the next day it had like a million. And I remember we were both sort of like, yeah, we saw that shit. Seen it, you know. And then, you know, belittling other people that saw it. And the, the ultimate irony, that story turned out to be insane. Until, of course, Crispin Porter leveraged it into advertising because that's what ad agencies do is they, they take memes and then they fist fuck them into print ads and commercials because that's what people think is funny now not going on an advertising tangent right now but we were talking about things to talk about and it just made me realize that I I don't get to enjoy a lot of these things so it's kind of a bummer and I thought do chefs not enjoy food well of course they do and do god I don't know musicians not enjoy other music of course but I think media especially the internet is sort of a profession unto itself where doing it makes you sort of hate it like advertising or websites you know I don't know anyone who's in advertising that truly likes anyone else in advertising if you really really break them down to their core they're either super jealous of them if they have worked at one's awards they may say they like it but everybody just wants to win their own shit and everybody just wants their own stupid headline to to win a a gold lion at con which everybody was talking about the past week which is just the ultimate irony to me that you know in America it's hard to get a job and budgets are cut but everybody's got budget to fly 18 hours to France to drink and to eat and to fuck around and to to literally fuck around but it's sort of and then have the balls to do workshops about retaining employees and it's crazy it's it's like the emperor has no clothes right is that the is that the 800 year is that what an 80 year old man expression would would refer to this situation as but yeah it just it just it just made me laugh and i think advertising is so weird and you know, like what programmers are, and I really, Lyle got me all charged up on a bunch of this stuff, and he's not here to to give his two cents, so I'm going to go ahead and segue into something else, and put a pin in that, and save it for another show, but I think something that I did think about was last week, I went on vacation with my family, excuse me, including my parents, and my sister, and brother-in-law, and niece, and all that, we were all in a big house in Tahoe, and it was fun, and, you know, we all got super wasted, which kind of made me think about my parents, and how different our relationship is now that we're older, and, you know, when you're a kid, you idolize your dad, and then you hate your dad, and then your dad gives you money to go to college, hopefully, and then he becomes kind of your bud, and your friend, and maybe I'm lucky in that regard, and I hope Everybody has a good relationship with their dad. But it also made me laugh because my dad has a pretty badass job. And he's super well-respected. 
etc. But to me, he's just my goof-ass dad. Like, and it made me wonder if other people who have powerful or famous, not famous, but just, you know, did Steve Jobs kids just think of him as a dork? Or did they see him in the same light that I did or other people who admire him? Or speaking of Paul McCartney, his kids, which, you know, they struck their own path, I guess. I mean, all of Lennon's kids tried to become musicians, too, with mixed results, I guess. But did they just see their dads as, you know, I think you you see your parents in a way that no one else gets to see. Their, their vulnerabilities, their faults. You've been with them for your life, and you don't really have any other relationships that are that long. So it'd be interesting to know hey leave a comment and tell me let me know if you think your parents are fucking goofs that's what i gotta do okay i'm I'm making a pact with me right now that before i record another show i'm putting my website up i'm gonna use tumblr i think to make it easy and i'm gonna use soundcloud to host these goofy things so we'll see how that works out but one thing i was thinking about too when i was in tahoe was that my kids only ate pizza. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it made me think about pizza in general. Like, pizza pizza is the great equalizer of children cuisine. You know, it, it might some people might think it's McDonald's and hamburgers and all that, but, you know, hamburgers are so... They just don't have that same, like, gut tug that pizza... Like, if I say to my kids, hey, we're going to get hamburgers, you know, they're like, oh, great. Um, but if you say you're going to get pizza, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't serve cheeseburgers, it's fucking pizza, and pizza, like, I was trying to think what makes it so goddamn magical, and then I thought, you know, it's really for kids, they only fucking like things that have bread and cheese, that's like the two ingredients, you know, it's quesadillas, it's grilled cheese, it's pizza, and sure, look, fuck you if your kids eat... Well, I guess one of my kids eat, does eat sushi. But still, fuck you if your kids eat vegetables and you say, well, they only eat what we eat and, and that's that. That's fine. You, you probably do other things that are awful and I'm glad that you figured out the food thing. But I think it's a constant battle. I mean, there's a reason why people are fat and they give their kids yogurt with the tricks rabbit on it. It's not easy, but God bless that bread and cheese. The bread and the cheese is really what keeps a lot of lights on in the kitchens of houses across America. And certainly does in this house, that's for sure. God, it's hot. Um, summertime sucks. Being hot sucks. If you're a guy, I don't know any guy that would rather be hot than cold, because sweating is gross. Unless you're working out, like sitting, like I, I don't have my fan on because I don't want it picking up, and I'm sitting here. It's it's summertime, it's hot. Um, in the wintertime, it's so nice to bundle up and be nice and warm. I guess when you're in the summer, though, it's nice to seek coolness. I, I guess whatever it is that you get away from is enjoyable. Um, really, this is a very riveting podcast. I'm realizing, but you know what? This is good. I'm not going to stop this. 
I'm not going to hit stop and, and piss out another one of these. If I'm going to do this, i got to do the good and the bad. I promised myself that what would make these good is me being genuine and not editing the piss out of them or hitting stop and, you know, having a marker where I know to go back or if I think of something funny. I just need to let it rip. And what was I talking about being hot? Oh, I don't know. And I got nothing. I'm feeling dry as a fucking bone today. I'm no inspiration. I think it's because I need to find a new place to record these. You know, I sit on my computer all day. This is I, I use this one machine to do everything. I work on it. I have fun on the internet on it. I watch porno on it. And now I'm doing my podcast on it. It's like this work tool robot monster. It's like my slave. or actually, I'm a slave to it. And I, I feel like I need to separate it. But what am I going to do? Build a studio? Hey, honey, listen. I know I'm three podcasts deep on this thing, but I have a vision. I'd like to pull out three or four grand and rent a studio every month. <laughs> um, I think that guy'd go. No, I'll ask my parents for a loan. Listen, guys, I want 20 or 30 grand. I want to do a podcast. A what? I would love. I, my dad doesn't even know what I do for a living. If I tried to explain to him that I wanted twenty grand to record a podcast, he might. He'd either have a heart attack or have diarrhea in his pants. Probably both. I, trying to explain to a fifty-five-year-old guy, and my dad's young and, and for a dad and savvy, but trying to explain to anyone. In like from in his mindset that I need I'm doing a podcast about nothing. He would he would he wouldn't get it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's I need some more inspiration. I can't use this one box for every goddamn thing I do. And yes, I said look at porn. I think that's something that's in terms of me being oh my god. If my wife ever listens to these, she'd probably be red faced right now. But or my sister. Hmm. Yeah, maybe this isn't a road I want to walk. Nah, you know what, fuck it. God, who cares? As if everyone doesn't, you know, do that goofy stuff. And it's not goofy. <laughs> Why would I call it goofy? It's not at all. Um, it's, it's a God, how, what's the porn industry? How much money is it worth? Is it more than the real movie industry? I wonder if I can try to be sly here. Porn industry net worth. And use this, this website called Google. Um, to find out the name of it. And it's the number one hit is a Forbes article from 2001. Oh boy, that's not indexed very well. Um, 10 to 14 billion? That's it? Well, that's 2001. Has it gotten worse? Has the internet's gotten better? I mean, I don't know anybody ever who's actually plunked down hard-earned money to have physical evidence that they jerk off in their house. I think that's <laughs> that's something that's definitely changed. I mean, back in the 90s, I mean, I know we all watched scrambled porn, and I guess it was all about hearing, which is probably why guys my age like hearing, since that's what we looked at and, like, you know, maybe caught a boo here or there. But even magazines, like... Nobody really does, like, people actually look at Playboys and jerk off to them. I mean, 
I don't. I, I never really understood that. I just use my imagination to do something. But I really did actually read Playboy for the articles. I think that's a a misconception that became a joke. But when you have a porno magazine, I think you feel a lot more free to write articles that are actually interesting and different. And just like when someone goes on Howard Stern, I think when Playboy interviews you, you expect to answer grosser or more probing questions. But having an actual cassette, having a DVD in my home of pornography, and of course, the funniest part about porn is it's like, there's a complete shift, especially at least in my man brain, where you're horny, you're horny, porno, gross, anything. Like, you just feel like this drive. But the second you're done, it's like the grossest thing in the world. And I think to see, like on my bookshelf, like what, Butt Sluts 9 or whatever some stupid Brazzer uh, title would be, it would be humiliating. Even this right now is um, just goofy. And to have a physical evidence of it, I, I don't know, it just... Um, in the nightstand, I guess. And what, I'm supposed to like pull a DVD out? Like my computer doesn't even have a DVD slot. So I'm supposed to pull a DVD out and we'll put it in my DVD player in my house? All the DVD players in my house have Disney movies or Pixar movies in them. So, you know, I've, my, I'm watching one and I finish and you know, and now all of a sudden it's like a crime scene where I have to clean everything up, I have to get the DVD player out, I have to put Toy Story back in because if I leave butt sluts in and my children find it, God, could you could you imagine explaining to them? Or even worse, like the babysitter or the cleaning lady or something. I love how after, if I had to do all that charade and then all of a sudden when I'm done, I, I really do become like a mini CSI and I have to like you know, put everything back, put this here, um, what what chapter was the movie on, da, da, da. I don't know anyone that does that, and if you do, and you don't have the internet, like if you're in Iraq or something, um, what must that be like, I mean, it must be like prison, like you're having to hide it, if you're in the military, boy, that must be awful, um, for a multitude of reasons, let alone not having the freedom to to wank it in the shower or in your bed without having a bunch of guys around you. But I can't imagine how difficult it must be. I can't believe I just talked for 10 minutes about pornography and the internet. My well was dry. I should have talked about video games or advertising. Um, But instead, I... (laughs) It's not that that's what I know or that I love no more than any other 30-year-old dork who's married. And not to say my wife and I don't have sex, but does anyone who's married have as much sex as they want? Oh, here we go. All right. Well, I think what I'm going to do is end this one. I'm going to make this one short and sweet. Oh, I have a new ending music. My good buddy Ben, who I'm also excited about to have on the show, gave me a great recommendation to end my show with a Refuse song um, called Liberation Frequency, which... I don't think it's necessarily too ironic that it's about taking the airwaves back, but it's a it's a good tune, and I will know when I hear this music come on that it's time for me to wrap it up and say thank you for listening to episode three of Save It For The Show, and my name's Dan, and 
hit me at Dan the Beast, and I will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>